Hello, and welcome. It is Saturday, April 24, 2021, and this is Truly News. I am your host, Lisa. Every morning, Truly News brings you the daily news in a free, objective, and reliable format. No opinions. No speculation. And no dramatic or sensationalized stories. Just true, newsworthy information that makes you smarter and better informed. And here is your Truly News podcast. As always, we begin with a look at the national news. And here are the national headlines that are leading today's news. Leaders from police groups across the country will meet with Attorney General Merrick Garland on Friday. The topic of discussion is Garland's widespread civil investigation into policing practices across the country. Garland is looking for ways to improve policing. In other news, advisors to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended on Friday to resume use of the of Johnson & Johnson vaccine. The panel determined that the vaccine is safe. The CDC will consider the advisory panel's conclusions before making a decision. Finally, in national news, as of Friday morning, over 222.3 million doses of the COVID-19 vaccine had been administered in the United States. A total of 286 million doses have been distributed. That means that 79% of all available doses have been used. And that is your look at the national news headlines for today. Now, in our look beyond the main headlines, let's begin with the latest advances in science, technology, and space exploration. To present this part of the news, I turn things over to Olivia. Good morning, Olivia. Good morning, Lisa. In science news, in a story that sounds more science fiction than fact, a group of scientists report that they combine human cells with a monkey embryo. In an article published in the journal Cell, Chinese scientists report that they injected human stem cells into the early stages of a monkey embryo. The human cells were absorbed by the embryo, which is a major advancement. The experiment was not aimed at creating a monkey-human hybrid. The scientists were actually interested in the monkey embryo's ability to tolerate the introduction of human cells. The ultimate aim is to create the ability of animals to reproduce human tissue and organs. That would allow scientists to grow replacement organs in animals. The process of using animals for scientific purposes is not new. Many mice have given their lives to help advance human science and medicine. However, the use of animals to produce replacement parts for humans may run into more ethical concerns. However, for now, that science is still in the very early stages of development. In technology news, the results of a survey of attitudes toward drone package deliveries has been published in the journal Issues in Science and Technology. The survey was a part of the largest study of drone deliveries in U.S. history. In 2019, Alphabet Company, which is the parent of Google, launched a drone delivery service in the small town of Christiansburg, Virginia. Led by an Alphabet subsidiary called Wing, the air-based drone delivery service was offered to the 22,000 residents of Christiansburg. The purpose was to determine how to make a large-scale drone delivery system work. It was also aimed at gauging public acceptance and perception of using air-based drones to deliver packages. As a follow-up to the study, researchers from Virginia Tech conducted a survey of the town's residents. 
The results, published in the article, show a strong positive attitude toward the technology. Overall, 87% had a positive view of the technology, which is a significant increase in positivity over the attitudes of individuals who have never experienced drone air deliveries. In space news, on Saturday, SpaceX sent its second crew of NASA astronauts to the International Space Station. The launch was made with the reusable Falcon 9 rocket that carried another crew to the space station in November. The launch is proof that the reusable rocket approach of SpaceX works, which has helped to lower the cost of space travel. The main reason that SpaceX has gotten so much work from NASA is the company's pledge to bring down the cost of delivering people and supplies to space. With decreasing cost comes the ability to make more trips. Those results are already being seen with the unprecedented launch of two full astronaut crews in less than six months. According to NASA Administrator Steve Jurchik, this is another important milestone for NASA, SpaceX, and our international partners. SpaceX founder Elon Musk stated, We're thrilled to be a part of advancing human spaceflight and looking forward to going beyond Earth orbit to the Moon and Mars. The next crew will be launched to the space station in October. And that is your science, technology, and space news for today. Back to you, Lisa. Thank you, Olivia. Now it is time for our daily review of health, social, and environmental news. To present this segment, here is Allison. Thank you, Lisa. In health news, even though the COVID vaccines are being widely distributed in the U.S. and parts of Europe, the number of global cases continues to rise. A new report, released by the United Nations this week, shows that global cases have reached record highs. That follows eighth consecutive week of increasing numbers. Last week there were over 5.2 million new cases of COVID reported across the planet. The number of new deaths was 83,000, which was up 8% from the previous week. Deaths have also been rising for five straight weeks. According to the report, the largest increase was largely driven by India, followed by the Western Pacific region. Even though the United States has made the vaccine widely available, it still came in second behind India in terms of new cases. The U.S. reported 477,778 new cases last week. Next in line with the most new cases was Brazil, followed by Turkey and France. Although Brazil, Turkey, and France saw decreasing numbers, while India and the United States increased. In social news, the proposal to increase the federal minimum wage to $15 was voted out of the Biden relief package in an effort led by Republicans. However, new research from the Pew Research Center shows that the majority of Americans support the change. About 6 in 10 U.S. adults, 62%, say they favor raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. The survey was conducted during the week of April 5 and included over 5,100 Americans. Of those that supported the wage increase, 40% strongly supported it. About 4 in 10, 38%, say they opposed the proposal. In terms of political party, 72% of Republicans oppose an increase in the minimum wage, while 87% of Democrats support one. In terms of demographics, 
women favored an increase slightly more than men. Blacks showed an 89% level of support, with 76% support from Hispanics, 73% from Asians, and 51% from whites. The youngest demographic, 18 to 29, had the highest level of support, 68%, in terms of age. Individuals over 65 showed the lowest level of support at 56%. In environmental news, the Earth is getting bigger as dust from space continuously falls to the planet's surface. That is the conclusion of new research, which was published in the journal Earth and Planetary Science Letters. The article was written by French scientists, who studied the amount of cosmic dust that collected in the snow of central Antarctica. Determining how much dust falls from space is a difficult task. It is impossible to look at the ground and determine what is newly arrived debris that has fallen from the sky. It is also impossible to use measuring containers because dust particles in the air would be indistinguishable from extraterrestrial dust. That is why the scientists chose Antarctica. Antarctica is covered in show, which makes it a great place to discover items from space. The white landscape is ideal for finding meteorites, and it is also a good way to measure space dust. In their measurement of micrometeorites and dust particles, the scientists estimated that 5,000 tons of interstellar debris falls to the Earth's surface every year. And that is your health, social, and environmental news for today. Lisa. Thank you, Allison. Now it is time for our daily review of economic and world news. For this segment, I turn things over to Michael. Good morning. Good morning Lisa. In economic news, the Department of Labor has posted its weekly initial jobless claims report. The report showed 547,000 new filings for unemployment benefits last week. That is a decrease of 7% over the previous week, but far above the 200,000 level that existed before the pandemic. Initial jobless claims track the first claim filed after someone loses their job. In addition to the weekly number, the Department of Labor also tracks the four-week moving average. That average was 651,000, a decrease of 27,750 from the previous week's revised average. Numbers are refined and revised after release, and the number and average for the previous week were both revised downward after the final analysis of the data. Based on the recent numbers, the percentage of individuals who are unemployed and eligible for benefits is 2.6%. That percentage represents what is called the insured unemployment rate. That is the percentage of people actively in the labor market and presently unemployed, based on layoffs or dismissals that were no fault of their own. In world news, on Friday, the World Health Organization released a report on the efforts to provide COVID vaccines to poor countries. The report came on the one-year anniversary of the WHO's ACT Accelerator. The program was created as a global effort to ensure that the majority of humans who live in poorer countries would get access to the vaccine. Commenting on the report, the head of the WHO said, one year after the launch of the ACT Accelerator, world leaders face a choice, invest in saving lives by treating the cause of the pandemic everywhere now or continue to spend trillions on the consequences with no end in sight. A $19 million funding gap presently exists to create global access. The concern isn't just for saving lives in poor countries. If millions are unvaccinated, it creates a breeding ground for new variants. 
The mission of the ACT Accelerator program is to provide global access to the vaccines. It is a program that was launched last year by the WHO, the European Commission France, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And that is your economic and world news for today. Back to you, Lisa. Thank you, Michael. We have now reached the time in our podcast when we help you explore some entertainment options by looking at newly released movies, shows, and books. And now, Emily will provide us with today's entertainment news. Thank you, Lisa. Now, we help you explore some entertainment options by looking at newly released movies, shows, and books. In newly released movies, today's movie is Vanquish. In this movie, a mother, Victoria, is trying to put her dark past as a Russian drug courier behind her, but retired cop Damon forces Victoria to do his bidding by holding her daughter hostage. The movie Vanquish, which stars Morgan Freeman, Ruby Rose, and Patrick Muldoon Dodd is now available for rent on various streaming platforms. In newly released shows, today's show is Mayor of Easttown. In this show, a detective in a small Pennsylvania town investigates a local murder while trying to keep her life from falling apart. Episodes of Mare of Easttown, starring Kate Winslet, Julianne Nicholson, and Jean Smart, are now showing on HBO Max. Finally, in entertainment news, our newly published book is On the House by John Boner. In this book, the former Speaker of the House reflects on his time in Washington, key political figures in the current state of the Republican Party. On the House is presently number one on the New York Times nonfiction bestseller list. And that is your entertainment news for today. To see a list of movies, shows, and books from previous podcasts, visit the entertainment section of the Truly News print edition. The print edition provides links to video trailers for the movies and shows. Our site also includes links to the 10 different Truly News websites, which cover a wide range of topics. Truly News print edition is available at trulynews.org. Now, we return to Lisa for the final segment of today's news. Thanks, Emily. As always, we end our podcast with a look at truly nonprofit news. These are stories about the goodness and kindness people show each other every day through nonprofit and volunteer work. And here is today's story. Save the Children of the Developing World is a nonprofit based in New Jersey. Its mission is to inspire kids in third world countries to pursue their interests and become the person they dream to be. They do that by providing resources and encouragement. Only three years old, the organization is initially focused on Egypt and Ecuador. One of the unique things about Save the Children of the Developing World is run by young people. Most nonprofits tend to have a board made up of older individuals. However, this organization is run primarily by those in their 20s who are passionate about changing the world. Its founder and CEO, Abin Albarmanius, is a student at Rutgers University. In addition to Armenius, the organization is run by a diverse group of young men and women from various racial and ethnic backgrounds. Its diversity is appropriate, given the global reach that the organization hopes to have. So far, the amount of fundraising has been small. However, there is no lack of optimism and determination. And that is your news for April 24, 2021. Have a wonderful day.